This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at another feel-good film from Ireland entitled Herself and Orson Welles' 80-year-old classic Citizen Kane. We also have information on the French Film Festival which starts at two Christchurch Art House cinemas tomorrow. What can I do for you? I want to build a house. These are some of the vacant sites that you have. You see, if you lend me the money and let me use a site, then I could have that built for me and my kids. I'm really sorry. I can't help you with this. I have designed a house that costs just 35,000 euros to build. Sandra, why didn't you ask me? Your mother was far more than a cleaner to me. She was a friend. It's land going to waste. Use it. Build a house for you and your girls. Herself is a very positive drama about a mother who escapes her abusive partner and sets out to build a home for herself and her two young daughters. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Academy Cinemas to see herself, which is a deeply emotional film that shows how difficult it can be to ask for help. Carolyn, how did herself affect you? I'm very glad it wasn't off to see myself. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's a it's a really good film. I mean, she is, and it's because of the the actress, I think, and the characters and the story that's so well written. Like one moment you're thinking, oh, this is such a lovely film, such a lovely film, and then next minute you're like, oh my god, no, no. Well, there's yeah. quite a lot of deep emotion in that there film, is, particularly there's something towards the end, something unexpected happens, and by yeah. gosh, that really got me. <laughs> there is unexpected throughout the film. It's a very real film, I and mean, Claire Dunn, who she was co-wrote and starred in this film, and she said that she created the character from the stories of woman that she knew uh-huh. um, yeah. or had heard of about. And and the it's an ongoing housing crisis in Ireland, which we reviewed the film a couple yeah. of years ago yes, now. Yes, there was another Rosie. one on that we had with about um, a mother. Mm. Yeah, about a mother trying to find a home. And this is just a woman who really wants to do the best by her children, but society makes it so hard <laughs> for them to do that. And it's by coming together with people that she doesn't even really know that offer to help her mm. that she's able to build this house. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and of course, there are those other aspects about Ireland that come out in this film too, the, the, the feel-good side, about the Irish people themselves. Uh, like the, the film sort of highlights the, the common aspect of Irish life in which people can talk to each other for 10 minutes and, and, and then they, they automatically seem to come closer together. Yeah. And they uh, yeah, they're to, in a community there to cooperate and help each other as much as they can. And in a way, that's probably the only downside of this film is that you don't get to learn about the backstories of the other people who are in the film, yeah, yeah. like the builder and the doctor and the doctor's daughter and and the, the woman from the school who's also got children and the... Uh, 
yeah, the the people from the squat. You don't get to really know their backstories. You just know that they must have good hearts because they're they're helping someone who yeah. actually needs unpaid. It. They yeah. are there helping. Yeah, and it's and, really yeah. And, and I just couldn't believe that the well, I mean, one of the difficulties is that most of, most of these people don't actually know much more about building. No, about building. <laughs> and I do. Yeah, it's an instructional. <laughs> um, but it shows that it can be done and. And what else I liked about this film was that it goes beyond the physical. You see the psychological problems that occur when someone has been beaten up by their partner and how society doesn't actually help them get over that because they still expect them to just turn up and and see this person once a fortnight to drop over the kids. And that can be, that that in itself is traumatising. And Claire, she does a fantastic job. Her character, Sandra, really shows that this is a problem that needs to be dealt with as well, that's kind of ignored. It's like, oh, it's all good now. You're away from him. He stopped beating you up. But no, there's that psychological trauma of having gone through that. Well, she is very much a sort of an independent-minded woman. She is. but with, but with two key young girls, and now under living under these very difficult circumstances. Yeah. Because the irony of that is that she even working with these other people, these other people working helping her, she finds, sometimes even finds it a, awkward, difficult to say thank you. Yes, to yeah, because you do when you're in that situation, when you're a real low, you do find it difficult to say yes, it is, to yes. reach out, and and that's what's so lovely about this film. It's yeah. just yeah. Yeah, and the other amazing thing is these two young girls. They're very good wee actresses, aren't they? They are actually acting this, yes. you know, because you can see that because they can. You can see them together having a lot of fun and running around and doing the usual things you expect of say five or six year old girls or something. There's all of that there, but there are those deeper emotion. Uh, emotional moments in the film where the mothers are listening to what their mother is, is uh, difficulties their mother mm. is up to and all this, uh, or the mother telling them to do certain things or not do certain <laughs> things. And you can see that deeper look on their faces. They are remarkably good, those girls. Yeah, they understand no, they fully very, what they're doing in that very film. Very good. Mm. And um, just as a little aside, for anyone who's a fan of Game of Thrones, um, one of the actors who's in it, he plays, he's Varys in Game of Thrones, and he's completely unrecognisable. I mean, I didn't even recognise the actor until after I did some research afterwards. So that's just a little an, an aside, something to look out for if you're a fan. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this is it. Uh, what was that other? Was it for the other um, film we had? Uh, uh, Irish uh, Finding You, I think it was. Right. Yeah, that that was also that lovely feeling to it. This is what I like about virtually all Irish films. They have that feel good underlying feel good. Yeah, well, the director, the director of this film, she also did Mamma Mia and um, what was the other film? The Iron Lady, which I wouldn't say was a feel good movie, um, but she <laughs> likes to, she attacks her films by, um, yeah, finding characters that you can warm to and, and bringing out the best in them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I think this one is well worth oh, seeing absolutely. and you walk out of the theatre. Feeling good. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Good. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> that was Carolyn Brown with her views on herself. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9.
now is Florence Cuyer of Alliance Francaise with news on the French Film Festival, which begins in Christchurch tomorrow. Florence, I believe this festival is made up of 21 of the best movies released in France during the past 12 months. I'm sure this will include a wide variety of different sorts of films, many directed by women. Can you tell us about some of the highlights? Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, Hans. Yes, that's right. We have a great variety this year. And you're speaking of films directed by women. We yes. have Skies of Lebanon, which is a, a gem. And it was made by um, this director, uh, Chloe Maslow. And it's it's a beautiful tribute to Beirut, which is sometimes called the Paris of the oh, East. Oh, yes, I remember that. I was there then when it was called that. Oh, yes. wow. And it was <laughs> such a beautiful city that has gone through so much. And it portrays Beirut in the 50s. And you follow this love story between those two very reserved characters. And they actually... Um, they actually discover and they fall in love with this country which is full of solar energy and and I think it's a really good movie to go see among others of course for the gentleness of the characters and the beautiful metaphors it, it shows mm-hmm. yeah it's um, this also I think you're bringing back one film breathless this is a 1960. Yes, film Abu uh, by, uh, directed by Bernard uh, Tavernier, and uh, th- that's I think also well worth seeing. I, I, I never have seen it, but it, I gather it's quite a, a, a sort of um, cool movie about uh, after shooting a policeman, you know, all the people involved and in putting this all back together again, <laughs> and a, a, um, and a, a romantic affair between. Uh, Jean-Paul Jean Belmondo and uh, Jean Seberg. Yeah. Yes, it's a classic. I'm not very good with classic movies. I'm more. I love the contemporary uh, cinema of France. <laughs> but yes, it's it's it is a classic. So if, you, if you've never seen him, you should go definitely. And um, so this uh, uh, this year, I gather that this festival is being shown at two different um, cinemas that is the Lumiere cinema which is well named particularly for yes. this and, <laughs> and also the right. Academy cinema that's right yes yeah. we, we've got and two, two beautiful uh, cinema ah oh, yeah they're excellent for this sort of thing and um, actually the interesting thing is that quite often all the films are shown at both, both cinemas at different days, different times, and that sort of a thing. So to, for all of this, and I mean, this is a quite a, a large number of films here. Um, yes. We, we, uh, you've got a, a, a program that you can get. Yes, you can find them in both cinemas. You can find them as well at the Alliance Francaise if you go down Cashel Street. And we also have the opening night at the Christchurch Art Gallery. Oh, and they've, put, they've organized a second screening at 9 p.m. because it was so popular it was full in no time. So if you go and see the second screening you can be out of the move, of the cinema at 10.30. So <laughs> it's, it's a great... Uh, and, and they're going to have Antoinette in the Cévennes which is going to show lovely landscapes of the French countryside. So I, I recommend this as well. Oh, so Okay, that's all worth going to. So these things, and they, they can pick up all this information on the internet anyway. Yes, as well, Un- under what? Uh, Alliance Francaise? Or? Uh, you, 
both uh, we've got a direct link on our Alliance Française website, or also if you type uh, French Film Festival Aotearoa, oh, yeah. it will come out yeah. and you can book online. You can also book at a special rate if you're a member of the Alliance Française, so you get a, a nice discount. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I just wonder, is there any other major films that um, come to mind out of this? And yes, there would be uh, Miss, which is quite a hidden gem as well, uh, which, which talks about her, a boy growing up who always wanted to become uh, the next Miss France. Oh. <laughs> and so he goes to this beauty pageant and he really works hard and it's about acceptance of oneself and how far you can go when you believe in your dreams. And it has this wonderful, hilarious actress, Isabelle Nanti, who is one of the funniest human beings alive at, at mm. the moment. So I yeah. recommend this as yeah. well. Oh, well, I, I see that they treat this subject or make this film both as a comedy and a drama. You get both uh, points in their film. So you get to understand the whole issues involved. But That's you can right. also do so with a smile. Exactly. <laughs> Sexual identity and how how well you can uh, navigate in this new world, how difficult it is to be accepted. And it's also a feel-good movie, as you mentioned, because mm-hmm. um, it's really funny. You've got lots of uh, nice lines and it, it's quite cheerful. Yeah, I think it's, it's always, a, this is the biggest highlight of foreign film festivals that we <laughs> yes. have each year. And I mean, if you've got to show to two cinemas now at the same time, obviously it is also becoming very popular. Oh yes, it's my favourite part of the year in Christchurch. <laughs> I, I, I already that. booked eight tickets. because <laughs> I'm For yourself? For myself, Ooh. that's right, because <laughs> uh, I'm a big uh, cinema lover and uh, yeah, I, I've um, enjoyed it so much and we've got we are very blessed with the uh, the movies this year so well, okay then. cannot wait good okay well one night I will hope to see you there <laughs> oh, I certainly will good thank you <laughs> that was Florence Courier with news on the French Film Festival which starts at the Lumiere and Academy Cinemas tomorrow I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Orson Welles. I'm speaking for the Mercury Theatre... And what follows is supposed to advertise our first motion picture. Citizen Kane is the title. Citizen Kane is a modern American story about a man called Kane, Charles Foster Kane. I don't know how to tell you about him. There's so many things to say. I'll turn you over instead to the characters in the picture. As you'll see, they feel very strongly on the subject. Charles Foster Kane is... Sure, he started the war. But do you think if it hadn't been for Mr. Kane, the United States would have the Panama Canal? Charles Foster Kane is nothing more or less than a communist! Kane, governor. Listen, when the voters of this state and Mrs. Kane learn what I found out about Mr. Kane and a certain little blondie named Susan Alexander, he couldn't be elected dog catcher. I'm going to skin Mr. Charles Foster Kane alive. I'm going to marry him next week at the White House. Emily, I hear you've been stepping out with Charlie Kane. Of course I love him. I gave him $60 million. Well, of course I love him. He's the richest man in America. But all the girls say about him, 
at first. But you know, I can't help but admire him. He's crazy. He's wonderful. Citizen Kane, directed by Orson Welles, is one of those all-time movie classics which we now have a chance to catch up on at the Lumiere Cinemas. Ian, I believe you've gone and seen this film a couple of times since it started here several weeks ago. I must admit that I was overwhelmed in many ways by how well this film is put together. What did you think of Citizen Kane? Well, I first saw it actually when I was about 25 at the Film Society in Wellington many years ago, but I remember not a thing about the film. So it was a, it was a revelation for me five weeks ago when I saw it the first time. We went to it last weekend, but yeah. the first time, and I just sat there at the end like a stunned mullet. I was, being, I was gobsmacked, frankly. The credits, and they finished, and I just sat there. Yeah, yeah. It just blew me away. It just... Oh, it's such an amazing way to put a film together, you know. I mean, everything visually, the photography, the... Uh, the, the the incredible sort of complex scenes sometimes. Um, it's interesting, even the um, photographer um, who, who he uses, he had developed his own style of um, clear um, phot- uh, uh, photography so that every scene was in, uh, every distance in one shot was in focus. It's called deep the close- fo- they called it deep focus. Mm, and he yeah. used wide-angle lens apparently for that. Yeah, so there's a scene there where one man, sta- or woman, sta- well, I think he's standing by a window and in the fore- right in the distance in the foreground here and they're both both sharp yeah yeah but the, Greg Toland is the guy's name the the photographer that's right. cin- mm-hmm. cinematographer amazing by the way he was only five foot one inch tall but he was <laughs> and he died unfortunately at the age of 44 but um his 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 lighting as well the light and shade there's a scene there in the projection theater and because um, they've been looking at some rushes, right, of, 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 of some film or something. And so some people are in, in shade and some are in light. And normally when people would film that, they'd, you know, flood it with light. Yeah. So I mean, he was great with light and shade. But, yes. But, um, yeah, um, Orson Welles was very, um, very uh, lucky to have that man to... Uh, to uh, do his filming for him. And also the, um, the, the screenplay of Herman Mankiewicz. At the end of the film, he, uh, Wells claims uh, co-writing credit with Mankiewicz, but I believe that Mankiewicz actually did most of the work. Wells might have tossed a few ideas in or something. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'd say that's about all. But anyway, the story, it's it's based on the true life um, character, William Randolph Hearst. He was a... um, multi-millionaire newspaper publisher back in the 30s, 40s. And um, and this is the character, main character in this film. That's um, Charles Foster Kane is based very closely on him and the things uh, that the other one used to get up to and so on. And the amazing thing is that Orson Welles, who directed the film, also plays the lead role in this film. Indeed, yeah. He produced it, he directed it, and um, he wrote the screenplay or co-wrote it, yeah. But uh, Hearst was not impressed with the film. Actually, he never saw the film. Is that so? He never went to see the film, but oh, he, yeah. he had used his influence I mean, with his um, Holly, he had friends in Hollywood and pressured the movie um, chains 
to uh, not show the film. So he managed to squeeze the um, <laughs> the distribution of the film. I didn't realise. I knew he wasn't happy with it, oh, but I assumed he had seen No, it. apparently he had not. So, um, yeah. 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 Well, because, I mean, uh, well, uh, Citizen Kane, the character, um, he doesn't come over as uh, the most wonderful person in the world. I mean, he's out doing lots of positive things in the newspaper industry mm. and his relationships with other people. But it, it, but he's not an easy man to get along with, and he's essentially he's a, you know, very frustrated man in his own way, in many ways, and um, and, and this is it. And then you see him from the age of about twenty five, uh, through to um, to his, his old age, age to, and, yeah, and his a, death. Yes, I mean, and, and he, he carries it. You know, he looks like he's twenty five or thirty. Yeah, yeah or I mean, this is an amazing actor, but also yeah. well, the way he's done, done that. And then uh, 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 the when they. Reporters are doing something on about uh, Charles Foster Kane after his death. Um, one of the journalists is asked to follow up um, Kane's last word, which right. was Rosebud. Right. Yes. Yes. And um, what did, to whom did that refer? You know, he, they assumed it must have been one of the ladies in his personal right. life. Yeah. And so this fellow goes around, talks to about four, five, about five, six different people, and gets their memories, uh, their uh, bringing back different aspects of his life. So we are moving backwards and forwards in time, and um, and you uh, and you told all these different aspects about this character, um, Kane. And um, and but he never quite finds out what the right. rosebud uh, to whom it referred or what it could possibly no. have yeah. meant. Because um, I mean, essentially, in all that you learn is that all that Cain really wanted out of life was love, and this film shows more how how he lost it. <laughs> and that basically, I think, sums it up. Talk about losing it. There's a scene towards the end, and he gets oh. furious when his wife walks out. And yeah. He throws the suitcases, and then. Proceeds to demolish the sitting of the bedroom. Yeah, and I remember saying to you, just whispered to you, just as well there was no take two because. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, this, it, yeah, it's an extraordinary scene. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and um, yeah, there's and there's another extraordinary scene at the end there where um, his uh, where they're actually taking everything out of out of um, his um, place called Xanadu, his big palace, his big castle, yeah. and it's all filling up the ground floor. And there's a stunning uh, a crane shot that goes across all these props, all these uh, statues and boxes and books and God knows what, furniture. And um, and I, I remember saying to you too, the props guys, the, the properties people must have really earned their money. But oh, the other I thing I just want to quote briefly, if I can find it, there's a lot of statues in England you haven't bought yet. Well, you can't blame me. They've been making statues there for 2,000 years and I've only been <laughs> collecting for five, you know. Coming back to Greg Tolland and, and, and Wells, the director, using low angle yeah. and shooting ceilings, you never see that in films. <laughs> no. and, and, and the use of close-ups and then the wide shots and the yeah. whole thing was... Um, yeah, I think uh, it was faultless, frankly. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is shown at the Lumiere now. It's been popping off in out a bit at the Hollywood a bit also. So, but you have to check it at the Lumiere uh, because it's only showing about two or three times a week there, usually at weekends. Mm. So check out the times. But this is a film mm. not to be missed. Absolutely. Yep.
That was Ian Cumming with his views on Citizen Kane. And I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. Wednesday.